Listening to death, that guy talk. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, he, it's seemingly cutting a page from Obama's sports references to terrorists. Of course, Obama famously referred to ISIS as uh, the JV team, and uh, Biden referring to Hamas as the other team. I don't know what it is with these folks downplaying terrorism by reference. Like it's a game, you know. Uh, I, in all honesty, I think he just forgot the name of Hamas. Uh, we'll talk a bit about his visit to Israel and the just the headlines that show the the lack of anchoring into any sort of of steadiness uh, from this administration in dealing with any sort of crisis. I, you take a twenty four hour cycle in which there is ever-changing information and it's as if sheets are to the wind it's uh, a sailboat that is not uh, you know the sails are not tethered down they're not tied down uh, they're flapping in the wind and and you just you you see it most recently there was a, an explosion or a, a destruction of a hospital hundreds killed and as always, well, it's the Jews' fault. And as what we what we generally see, of course, is that it turns out it's not, but it's the standard terrorist, either intentionally or accidentally, uh, killing some of their own. Blame it on the Jews, and then the media picks it up and runs with it. Uh, and we just within a twelve-hour period, we go from this White House. Uh, there's going to be an investigation. We got to check this out. To oh no no, we know that it wasn't Israel. It, it's like th- there's no sense that the White House is is tethered to any sort of steadiness. It's just any given moment they may take a completely different position. And when you don't have that sort of steadiness, you you cannot be a leader because you never know on any given day, any given hour, any given moment, what it is that that, quote, leadership is going to do or say about an issue. You know, they take a stance on an issue one moment, and then the next time they speak to the press, it may be a completely different position that they're taking. And it's... It lends a country to the loss of, of its credibility because people know, well, this is what they're saying now, but what are they going to say four hours from now? And this administration has, has managed to almost perfect the, the, the mastery of total and complete erratic inconsistencies on positions. I want to also, uh, kicking things off here in a moment, share a follow-up piece that John Daniel Davidson has written in The Federalist about the the premise of Trump's January 6th trial. It's pretty short, concise. 
And there are a couple of reasons I want to share it with you. One, because of the well laid out argument that this is clearly nothing other than election interference. That's all that this is. And that we've gotten to the absurd point where a Democrat president appointed judge is sitting around with government employees in court that work for President Biden discussing what words and terms his political opposition can use while campaigning. This is the complete and total loss of any sense of fair elections. This coming from a political party that still talks about democracy as as we know it is going to die if Donald Trump gets elected president again. It's going to be the end of freedom. While they are sitting around dictating with the the threat of imprisonment if he violates what they determine he can and cannot say while campaigning. This is Soviet Union style stuff. Yesterday, uh, what is today? Wednesday? Yes. Okay, so Monday we, we announced the great escape. Yesterday it became open to the public, and uh, this is where it sits. I know that before, I, well, it is selling as it always does. It sells quickly. Much of that is because of a number of you that are, are sitting and just waiting for the announcement. Uh, you, you, this is an annual event for many of you, these trips, it's friends, it's reunions. And so just out of the gate, many of the the seats on the chartered flight, uh, these junior suites, they, they get taken up, the reservations get put in. Uh, but there still are some available, and I anticipate that there will be for a bit of time. We do always sell out. Uh, but that being said, we have the information at ksgf.com and how it is that you do get your your slot reserved. It is a chartered flight that we take out of St. Louis. It's direct, which is fantastic. Um, we'll get up on uh, Friday, uh, April thirteenth. Is that a Friday? No, that's a is that no, that's a Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, Saturday, uh, April thirteenth, and. The uh, for those who haven't gone before, uh, we have you can get for uh, I think $159 a stay at the Renaissance Hotel there at the airport. And the real perk of that is that we can leave our vehicles there, those vehicles can stay there in secured parking uh, until we return and no additional cost. So that's a huge benefit. And then, of course, shuttles will take us to the airport and we'll all be there together, and then we'll fly out and then we'll land. Um, later that day in Dominican Republic, Punta Cana. We are staying at the TRS Turquesa, Turquesa named for the turquoise ocean waters uh, that are part of the beach that is part of the resort. It is all-inclusive. And if you've not been on one of these, I cannot tell you how much fun they are. And really, the fact that for what, – what's the, the, the junior suite poolside? Was it – Sixteen fifty, so, something like that. that. I know. I at, when we, yeah, when, well, when we announced it, I think we announced it as being a little more expensive than it actually is. So it's. She'll look up the exact price. Sixteen fifty. Okay, so sixteen fifty, and that covers your chartered flight. It covers your taxes. It covers any sort of you know, um, 
one checked additional bag. Food. Yeah, you get a checked bag with that. Um, it, all of the food, all of in. If you've not been on a trip like this or an all-inclusive, I know that much of it is just seems somewhat foreign, but we'll still get questions asked about you know, the cost of, well, what if you want these kind of drinks? It's all covered. You have Everything is paid for uh, with that cost. So the food is paid for. The room service is covered. The drinks are covered. Whatever it is, you want to drink a quart of tequila, that is covered. Um, you know, all of those things, tipping is covered, which is much different than usually cruise ships. Now we always take extra cash and do a little extra tipping, but, uh, you know, that the, it's, it is, there is a cost that's worked into the ultimate payment. So you can literally go not take any cash with you. Um, but like I said, most people do. And yeah, if you want to buy some other like souvenir style stuff or bring things back home, then you can do so. Uh, but the whole trip is planned for you. I mean, we just all, we get, we get there together. Uh, if once we're there, uh, you want to not spend time with everyone. You want to do some excursions on your own. You can do that. That's not a problem. Or um, you can hang out with us if you want to. So it's all your choice. It's a fantastic time. And we will uh, be returning, I think, the 19th. Is that right? So it's six yes. nights. Six night stay, and, and you get signed up by going to ksgf.com, and I would do it sooner than later, that's for sure. Did I miss anything on that? I don't think so. Okay, there we have it. Let's get the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. This week, you can make a difference by supporting and buying products made from local Missouri businesses during Buy Missouri Week. This initiative is designed to put money back in the state while promoting Missouri companies. This initiative launched back in 2018 by Missouri Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe. The goal is to promote and support Missouri businesses by buying their products and stretching the economy. It's homecoming time at Missouri State University, and the Band of Bears Parade is taking place this weekend. That will get started at 9 a.m. on Saturday at John Q. Hammonds Parkway. The streets will be filled with floats, students flaunting their school spirit, and marching bands from local schools. The parade will be followed by a tailgate party at the university. The Bears will be taking on Murray State, and the game kicks off at 2 p.m. From Color 10 News, I'm Angela Luna. The first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 74 today, 47 tonight, sunshine 68 tomorrow. Oh, so sexy, y'all. There is a new subdivision underway. Some of the homes are, are completed. Golden and Weaver, it's Woodvale. I drove by there the day before yesterday, see a big Aller building company signage out front. And these are the folks that you get to work with when it comes to designing the, the inside, not the layout, but because, uh, you know, the homes you'll see that they are are uh, in place. But if you walk in, oh, it's all blank and we need fixtures and we need, you know, for many of, of these homes. And that's what you get to do with their showroom floor in Ozark. There are builder incentives right now. I know there are a lot of concerns people obviously have when it comes to the housing market and interest rates and so forth. And having those builder incentives are definitely something that can be beneficial for you. And that is, again, at the Woodvale Development Golden and Weaver new subdivision there, Aller Building Company. And these are, you know, new homes. So for those of you that don't want to hassle with remodeling of a home that someone else is in and they're selling, but brand new. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R.
John Daniel Davidson had a piece earlier in the week regarding the further attempts to rig the election by the current administration. He has a follow-up piece, the premise of Trump's J6 trial is an affront to free elections. And he notes, a remarkable thing happened on Monday in former President Donald Trump's criminal trial over his alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 election. U.S. District Court Judge Tanya Chotkin issued a gag order effectively prohibiting Trump, currently the leading GOP candidate for president, from defending himself in public ahead of the 2024 presidential election. The gag order means Trump cannot speak publicly about the trial. Potential witnesses, court personnel, or special counsel Jack Smith, the federal prosecutor who requested the gag order and characterized it as modest and permissible. By the way, this is the sort of thing that we as a country used to chastise other countries when they would do this. If there were some sort of election occurring in a country somewhere in the world and you had the people that were currently in power trying to imprison the political opposition and then a judge appointed by the power structure's own party uh, presiding over a case and deciding what it is that the challenger can and cannot say and if they violate it perhaps could go to prison, we would condemn that. We would condemn that. But that's now who the Democrats have made the United States of America. Davidson continues noting, as my colleague Tristan Justice pointed out in these pages yesterday, that means Trump is barred from campaigning against his chief political opponent, which isn't just President Joe Biden, but the entire federal government, especially the Justice Department. It also means that there, there are potentially limitless numbers of things that Trump could say on the campaign trail that would violate the gag order. You see, they keep saying, oh, it's very limited. It's very limited. That's total BS. As usual with the government, anytime they tell you that the restrictions they're putting on your freedom are, are very limited in scope, what that actually means is they have given themselves the tools to define at any given moment when you have violated it. They, they get to decide. And this is no different. Julie Kelly, who was in the courtroom Monday, noted on Twitter that there was an entire debate. Now, this is America. 2023 in the courtroom Monday there was an entire debate about whether it would be appropriate to allow Trump to use the phrase crooked Joe Biden there there this this from the political party that claims Trump is a dictator this from a political party that claims that Trump undermines our elections. They are sitting around an Obama-appointed judge, the Biden Department of Justice folks, deciding what terms Trump can use to describe their boss, the President of the United States. Now, I'm sure that the only reason we haven't seen any sort of editorials from outlets like the Springfield News Leader about the 
the, 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 the nature of this in the context of free elections is because they want to make sure they get it exactly right as they defend democracy. A reporter for OAN relayed an exchange between the judge and Trump's defense attorney about whether Trump could call Smith a thug. Chutkin, an Obama appointee with a long track record of politically charged January 6th rulings, said she didn't think such language was necessary to advance a political campaign. As if she's any more competent to decide what sort of campaign rhetoric is necessary than she is to assess the value of Mar-a-Lago. But set aside the insanity of a Democrat-appointed federal judge telling a leading presidential candidate or any political candidate what they can and cannot say on the campaign trail as if judges are now the supreme arbiters of American political discourse. This gag order underscores how insane and farcical the entire trial is. Now, I want to take a break and then get into, because I, I, I imagine if you were to survey the American people, even Trump supporters, and ask what charges are Trump facing with this particular trial, 95% of Americans could not even tell you. And, and, and it gets into exactly what it is, because here's what some of you may not know, some of you do. He's not charged with any sort of insurrection. This is the January 6th case we keep hearing about. He's not charged with being responsible for uh, directing people to storm the Capitol. No, no, none of that. None of what we're told this is about is actually what he's charged with. We'll get into that next time, Nick Reed. And I do want to get a traffic update, continue on this federalist piece, the premise of Trump's J6 trial and a front to free elections. And I, I think that because of lack of coverage, one, obviously there are a lot of things going on in the world, but also the left and the media, they don't want people to recognize how tyrannical the current administration is being where you have a judge sitting there with federal prosecutors they work for biden with a list of things deciding what trump can and cannot say on the campaign trail including whether or not he can call the president his competitor crooked joe biden this is without question complete, total violation of everything that we are supposed to stand for as a nation. Everything. There's no, there's no gray area here. No one can possibly say, well, I mean, you know, free speech, as, as some on the left say, I mean, that doesn't mean that you get to say everything you want. Even if you believe that, that it's reasonable for a president of the United States who's running for re-election to have a judge appointed by uh, his political party, his predecessor being Obama, and people who work for him sitting around deciding what it is that his competitor can say about him on the campaign trail with the threat of potential imprisonment if he violates it? 
also, and the piece wraps up with this, and I agree with this. The suggestion that Trump violated, call him, call him on it, throw me in prison, and let's see what happens. So I'll share the rest of the piece here coming up uh, in just a couple of moments, just about 90 seconds or so. We are going to get a traffic update. Then whether I'm Nick, A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. Make sure you're ready for winter. Anytime you got to get an oil change, anytime. And I know you got your patterns right. And you're like, well, I've gone here forever and so forth. I would just recommend you give A1 Custom Car Care a try. I find that people who do, this is where they stay. And one of the conversations I remember years ago with one of the folks over there, they said that, of course, they would, you know, they like to keep track. Where are people uh, who who bring their vehicles and entrust them with us? Where are they from? And they found that a disproportionately high number of people go out of their way to go to one of the A1 Custom Car Care locations. People that are, don't even live in Springfield or Republic, where the, the locations are. And most people pick a mechanic based on convenience. Well, it's near home or it's near work so that I can most conveniently do it. But what they have found is because of the quality of service they provide, people are willing to drive out of their way. And there's good reason for that. A1 Custom Car Care, the first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 74 today, 47 overnight and a bit cooler tomorrow, though sunny with a high of 68. John Daniel Davidson has a piece, The Premise of Trump's January 6th Trials in Affront to Free Elections. And he starts off by explaining the farcical and, quite frankly, dangerous nature of what happened on Monday in which you had the Obama-appointed judge discussing with the federal prosecutors who work for Biden, for the executive branch, discussing what terms and words that Trump can use while campaigning against Joe Biden, including what words he can use against Joe Biden, discussing whether or not he should be able to call Joe Biden crooked Joe Biden. Now, when it comes to the trial itself, Davidson notes that recall that Smith, this is the prosecutor, did not indict Trump on charges that he incited a riot on January 6th or that he committed treason. See, this is what we're, right? This is how they market it. Oh, it's he caused January. This is the January 6th trial. He's not even charged with that. He indicted Trump for expressing his opinion that the 2020 election was stolen. Now, you might think it's crazy that Trump thinks he won in 2020, but millions of Americans believe it as well, and they are free to say so thanks to, you know, the First Amendment. Trump also should be free to say it as often and as loudly as he likes. As Jonathan Turley said, when Trump was indicted back in August, quote, if you take a red pen to all of the material presumptively protected by the First Amendment, you can reduce much of the indictment to haiku. The actual charges Trump faces are conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of, and an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. What it all amounts to, according to the charges, is an assertion that Trump's statements about the election were false and he knew it. So Trump 
You know, on one hand, the left likes to say he's delusional because he believes that he lost the election or that he won the election. But on the other hand, according to these charges, his crime is they claim that he secretly really knows that he lost the election, but he's pretending that he thinks that he won it. So it's a thought crime. As the Federalist notes, even if it is the case, so what? This is America. You're allowed to lie in political campaigns. And by the way, you are. Joe Biden lies all the time. As does his lackey Merrick Garland at the Justice Department. Whether Trump lied is a political question to be decided by voters, not some thug like Jack Smith. I mean, we really want to. This is the pathway, of course. It's because it's Trump. But indicting someone who is running for office because you claim you think he's lying. Not because he said something that is a contradiction of what he said before or he's claiming that he did something that it's clear he did not do, but because you believe in his mind he secretly doesn't actually believe what he's saying. There's no evidence of it. Jack Smith is a mind reader. So what the trial comes down to is that Trump said some things about the 2020 election that Biden and Garland and Smith don't like, and they decided to prosecute him for it. That's it. The whole case. Any judge with even a passing familiarity with the First Amendment would have thrown the case out on day one. But of course, that did not happen. And now we have this garbage commie show trial unfolding in the middle of the presidential election cycle. How is Trump supposed to campaign when he's barred from talking about the number one threat to the rule of law and free elections in America? Of course, he's not supposed to be able to campaign, which is the entire point of this, to keep Trump out of the White House. Stepping back, though, this isn't only about Trump. It's also about whether the federal government thinks it can do under the guise of enforcing the law or, you know, that what it can do and whether it can do whatever it wants to. If the Justice Department can indict Trump for speaking out about the election, it can indict any one of us for the same thing. First Amendment be damned. Sean Davis said that he was a colleague of Davidson at the Federalists, that Trump should reject this Soviet insanity and violate the gag order in order to force the judge and the Biden administration to choose whether to dispense with the pretense of the rule of law and free elections or just go ahead and rig the election in the open by jailing Trump in the middle of the election for the crime of calling Biden corrupt and the Department of Justice corrupt. He said, quote, make them do it so we can finally dispense with this fiction that democracy actually exists in this country anymore. Make them do it out in the open for the entire world to see. He's right. The entire premise of this trial should be rejected. The whole thing is illegitimate. It makes a mockery of our justice system not to mention a mockery of the Constitution. There's no point debating the specifics of it with Democrats or arguing over this or the legal aspect of the trial because to do so concedes the premise that Trump might have committed a crime by expressing his opinion about the 2020 election and that you can be prosecuted for something like that in America. 
And this is an important note, and I suspect that even a lot of Democrat voters don't understand this. They think that the charge, as dubious as it would be in and of itself, that Trump told people to storm the Capitol. And that's what he's being charged with. That's not even what he's being charged with. It's that he claims that the election was stolen. At a rally in Iowa on Monday, Trump said he was, quote, willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for a country to win and become a democracy again. Davidson notes, let's hope he's serious. Because the only way out of this for Trump to press the issue, defy the illegitimate gag order, and let the chips fall where they may. And I agree. Now, he's, he's going to appeal. And... Ideally, what would occur is in the appeal, it would be noted that in every which way but Thursday, and even including Thursday, this is an utter, vile, disgusting violation of everything that's decent constitutionally and regarding an American's liberty. And so there's no way that this can, you know, so so that will be the position of uh, the court in the appeal. But barring that from occurring, call him out on it. Do it. This is oftentimes how movements occur, how changes occur. It is when individuals that are fighting against corruption that are fighting against an unjust system, peacefully violate the rigged rules, forcing the corrupt to fully display their level of corruption by dragging them off to prison and jail. This is how the civil rights movement advanced. When you had individuals in the movement, largely, of course, African-Americans, that recognize the dual justice system in our country, that there were separate rules for different people, and in order to highlight that, they allowed themselves to be arrested for simply doing what it is that other people, according to our system, were allowed to do, but they weren't. And we've seen civil rights leaders, we've seen freedom fighters, we've seen them arrested for those purposes, and we have seen in many instances it advance society in the right direction. I think that, uh, you know what, I, th- there is the mugshot of Trump. That, of course, uh, sold a lot of T-shirts. Here's what I would like somebody to develop. To have that shirt, but also have mug shots alongside it with people like Martin Luther King Jr., Nelson Mandela, if they even did mug shot or something, you know, some sort of mug shot style. I mean, if South Africa doesn't do mug shot, I don't know if they did or not, but you could, you know, craft one in order to make the point. Oh, man, how nuts would that drive the left? In fact, that's a great T-shirt idea. I know who I'm going to give that to. Maybe we'll 
give some of those out. That's a good idea, isn't it? We know we're sitting around. We've sit around talking about different T-shirt ideas. In fact, we were talking about this yesterday. Literally yesterday. Yeah, that's the that's the one right there. We know who to talk to. We see if we can have some of those made up with other sort of iconic individuals, those that the left pretends that they have a great deal of respect for. Their their mug shots. Uh, and then have Trump in there, sort of like a, a you know a lineup, if you will, and and have him and that uh, these arrests, these trials put in that context. That'll just drive them nuts. I like it. I like it too. Another brilliant idea. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Now, a moment with Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, you know, summer we had quite a few storms pop up, and they're pretty brutal in some of the areas. And as we move into fall and into that cooler weather, you might want to get yourself prepared. And one great way to do that is with the Pyramid Roofing Company and their free roof inspections. Now, the Pyramid team, they can come out. They'll check your gutters, your vents. They'll make sure that you don't have any uh, underlying issues like hail damage or wind damage. And if you do, they can get you prepared as we move into that colder weather and make sure that your house is winter ready with either a roof repair or a whole new roof. So if you are thinking to yourself, you know, we had a lot of hail in the area or we had a lot of wind and things are just, oh, we're not sure about it. The Pyramid Roofing Company, they have got you covered. You can give Josh and his team a call today and you can find all of their contact information. It's going to be housed under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Uh, all right, a couple of American Transmissions talk and text line statements, questions regarding this piece in The Federalist uh, talking about the farcical and dictatorial nature of specifically the January 6th trial and the fact that Trump is <clears throat> the, the indictments, not that he told people to st- <coughs> excuse me storm the Capitol, but that he expressed his thoughts and beliefs about the elections being stolen and they believe that he doesn't actually believe that. So that's the the crime. It's a made up crime, but it's a crime nonetheless. And the fact that on Monday, the Obama appointed judge and the Biden prosecutor sat around dictating what terms he could and could not use, that being Trump, while campaigning for president, including discussing whether or not he can refer to Joe Biden, his opponent, as Crooked Joe. The recommendation that has been made is that he calls them out on it, violate it. Force them to either abandon this attack on free elections by withdrawing back or put them in prison for it and let the American people see that there are no longer, at least with Democrats in charge, no free and fair elections any longer in this country. It's over. Someone had texted in, getting arrested didn't work a lot for the January 6th tourists. Now, I, I was referencing that <clears throat> oftentimes movements take place because people allow themselves to get arrested for violating laws that other people are allowed. You know, it, it's, it's a highlighting of the dual justice system. We saw this a lot when it came to Jim Crow laws um, put in place by the Democrats you know, where you would have uh, black individuals that would violate these laws by participating in spaces that black people weren't allowed to, but white people were. And so it was to highlight the dual system and they would allow themselves to get arrested. And this, you know, helped help move along 
our society in the right direction. And so this, this person's saying, well, it didn't seem to help with January 6th. Uh, those people that are being thrown in prison. In fact, there are some of these these members that have been given 22 plus years uh, and the Department of Justice is coming back. They, they want them basically death sentences in prison because they were in the Capitol on January 6th. I do believe that there is a difference, though there perhaps should not be, in the reaction that many Americans would have if Trump were put in prison for using terms that Democrats said he could not use while campaigning for president versus the reaction or the lack thereof of the average American because of January 6th. And part of it is presentation. There is the messiness of January 6th of, you know, people who did violate some laws mixed in with people who didn't do anything at all other than walk in the Capitol after they saw law enforcement wave them in. And you and I know that a lot of those people have been relentlessly persecuted, but the average person, because of the help of the media, they, they don't really know the distinction. All In their minds, they just see the edited selective footage of the people who did do outrageous things. And so in their minds, that represents everyone. And even if they think, yeah, they are going hard on them a little get, a little bit, but they do, they should be punished to some degree. Now, that, that may be an unfair assessment, but that is the assessment based off the edited information that a lot of people have. If you are, I, I think that's different than if you have average Americans, independent voters, and even some old school Democrats watch a presidential candidate be thrown in jail because of speech, because he criticizes the person that he is challenging. In other words, I think that there are some people who are not bothered by what has happened to American citizens in the context of January 6th. Maybe because they aren't even following it that much. They don't know the details, but they're not bothered by that. But they would be very, very uncomfortable with watching a president, essentially the president's power structure, throw his challenger in jail because his challenger said things about him he didn't like. And so I, I do think that there's you know, a, a, a difference in terms of impact that that would have on on a lot of voters. But of course, you and I both know that there are a lot of Democrat voters out there, particularly activists, who claim they support freedom and liberty, fairness in the Constitution, but they're actually tyrants. And all they want is anyone with whom they disagree to go away, whether that's putting them in trains or putting them in prison or whatever means are necessary to eliminate them from our society. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. We will talk about the situation with the speakership in the upcoming hour, and there are reports that it's actually um, Steve Scalise who is sabotaging or attempting to undermine at least the efforts for Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House. So we'll, we'll discuss that in the upcoming hour. I did get asked, and I actually have this in my uh, stack of information today. Someone in the American Transmissions talk and text line asked if I had seen the reports about uh, the FBI buying up billboards in the city um, to, re you know, encouraging people to report hate crimes and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I did see that. Um, and I, I just police state, police state, police state. 
when you, you know, it's one thing if we are talking about dealing with um, actual terrorism and, you know, after 9-11, there was this heightened sense of see, say, see something, say something. But unfortunately, what we learned is that, and, and we saw this in real life, one of the terrorist attacks, I think it was the one, the husband and, and wife duo that went to that Christmas party and killed a bunch of people. The neighbors said, yeah, they saw things that made them very suspicious, but they didn't report them because they were, they were Middle Eastern and they didn't want to be accused of a hate crime. And so they kept their mouths shut. And then, of course, people died because of it. Uh, so unfortunately, what has happened, and, and this is where we are today, we've been heading this direction for some time, but we're really there now. This is an administration in which the FBI has deemed parents a danger, potential terrorist, if they care about their child's education. Uh, last week, we talked about how they, they've developed an entire new category of potential domestic terrorists, specifically Trump supporters. So when you have an FBI that views Americans who support a political candidate as domestic terrorists, potentially, and now they're wanting to put up billboards, you know, I, this is, it's police state. 